It's a brand new day, and now I feel right. It's a brand new day, and now I see the light. It's a brand new thing, brand new bird, it's a brand new wings. Think I went to church. It's a brand new day. It's a brand new show, episode 55 of No Brains, No Headache podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Weichel, and I'll be joined shortly with my co-host, Matt Cleary. On today's show, we had an interview with Matt Wernig. What Matt is known for is doing 50 dates, 50 states. He's traveling around the country, going on a date in each state. The latest was he finished up, I believe, his 46th date up in Alaska. So we talk about all of that. Then Matt and I get into Cleary's Comments, the segment where we banter about random things and ridicule each other. And we finish it up with our staple segment, the Olympics. This week it is the Olympics of Robots, always open for interpretation. If you like the show, tell your friends, then follow us on social media, at NBNH Podcast, on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. You can follow us for even more content besides the show. We have a lot of exciting things planned for this summer. So without further ado, let's get it on. Okay. Let's party. We are now joined by the creator and mastermind behind 50 Dates, 50 States, Matt Wernig. Matt, thanks for coming on No Brains, No Headache podcast. Hey, thanks for having me, fellas. Good to be on here. Can you give us a quick overview of what 50 dates 50 states is about and how it got started absolutely yeah so 50 days 50 states basically uh entails me traveling around the u.s going on a date with a different girl in every single state uh this started way back in quarantine when covid first hit where i was basically bored at home and i decided to go on a virtual date with a girl in every single state and so once I started doing that, I started putting out clips online and highlights. And once it started gaining traction, uh, my followers were asking what's next. And I decided to go hit the road and meet them all in person. So where did Matt Wernig's life start? What was the first date ever in your life? The first date ever? The first state, excuse me. we got we got to be very clear on the state date pan pam issue here. Oh, okay, fair, fair. Where did where did I like grow up? Yeah, where did you grow up? Where were you born? Yeah, I was well, I was actually born in South Dakota, in Rapid City, South Dakota. Yikes. And then and then I moved to Montana and I basically grew up in Montana most of my life. That's where I usually say I'm from, uh, and things like that. But then North Dakota is where um, I spent a lot of my like, you know, mid adult life or young adult life. You'd say in uh, in North Dakota at Fargo, going to school at NDSU, and then Bismarck, working for uh, the Bismarck Clark's baseball team. Wow, you're just hopping all over the place, the upper Midwest. Yeah. Uh, you've been all over the place, all f- almost all 50 states. We're getting there. So in prepping for the interview, Matt, Matt Cleary and I were discussing questions, and we always try to give our guests like a plug of their social media and everything like that. And Matt had to specify, Matt Cleary had to specify social media plug. And I got the idea that we should also advocate for people to literally follow you for a Forrest Gump-like caravan. Are you on board for that? Uh, To follow me for like a Forrest Gump-type caravan, how they followed Forrest is what you're saying? Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Well, I mean, if, if people want to do that, then then sure. I mean, if, I, I don't know. I feel like I, I don't know. I don't know how comfortable I'd be with that. I guess people follow me all over and ho- to hotels and gas stations and everything, but I'd roll with it. It'd be an adventure. No, let's not have people do that. That's what we were kind of saying. How about instead, where could people follow you on social media or online? That's that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> uh, on online, I like to tell everybody to go to the website fifty dates fifty states dot com. Uh, also, my TikTok at fifty dates fifty states. That's where I'm pretty heavy at with promoting and videos and updates, things like that. But then I also have um, my Instagram at Matthew Wernig, and then my YouTube and Facebook at fifty dates fifty states. Yeah, go check out the Instagram. That's how I was keeping up with it and got caught up with everything. I swear it's like every other day you have a new post, so it's exciting to watch. And, I mean, I love the traveling across America. Who doesn't? The greatest country on earth, some some could argue. Hey, how many how many states have you done, and which states do you have left to conquer? Yeah, so I've got uh, 44 states under my belt now, and so I just have 
six states left, which is Minnesota, North Dakota, South Dakota, Montana, Alaska, and Hawaii. Okay. Logistically, I'm sure you get this a lot, but how do you plan on getting to Alaska and Hawaii? I'm not going to lie. I really wanted to try and get the truck to both places. I wanted to try and, you know, travel through Canada and get to Alaska and then try and get my truck on a shipment boat to Hawaii. But good Lord, that was very expensive to try and pull off. So (laughs) scratch that. Um, But uh, I actually just booked plane tickets to both of those. So from Minnesota, where I'm at now, I'll head to Alaska on Sunday and then Hawaii next Tuesday. Oh, and damn. So, That's a quick yeah. turnaround. It is, it is. So I won't be in Alaska that much um, or for that long. But uh, from Alaska, I'll fly to Hawaii. And then from Hawaii, I'll fly back to Minneapolis and then finish out those other three states of North Dakota, South Dakota, and Montana. Well, that's a lot better than my idea. I wanted to do a possible TikTok-funded cruise where you get your followers to come pay for a cruise mm-hmm. that goes to both places. I mean, very similar to what happened in Huntington Beach, where a kid from TikTok just threw his birthday party and it turned into a full-blown riot. Saw that. That is the power (laughs) of TikTok. And I'm actually, now I'm I'm second-guessing myself. Uh, Yeah. Can you explain to me how TikTok works? Because I don't get it. It's, TikTok is just an insane thing. It really is. It is like... It is the best, it's one of the best platforms used for promoting, but it's, it's also like some days I feel like I know TikTok and I'm like jumping in the air and shooting confetti cannons. And then other days I'm like banging my head against a wall. I'm like, oh my gosh, how do I do this? Um, it's like, there's like a science to it. It's just crazy. And some of the stupidest things go viral and then some people figure out their, their niche and what they're doing. And it's, I don't know, it's very, it's very confusing, but the more you post, the more you figure it out, I guess. Yeah, I'm pretty heavily invested in corgis on TikTok, but other than that, I mean, it's it's tough. Corgis? Yeah, Hammy and Olivia on TikTok is my favorite thing ever. That's that's hilarious. See, I like I never I like never see it. I never really scroll on TikTok that much unless people are sending me DMs of like funny videos, then I'll then I'll watch those. Oh, it, there's so many like great ones where I'm just like, yeah, I'm going to forget about that. But it was sweet while it lasted. And have- also it's it's crazy because if you think about it, you have what, like 300 and some thousand followers. Yeah. So you have like half the population of North Dakota follows <laughs> you on TikTok, which is just it's wild. It, it, it is kind of wild in the certain perspective you put it in. I remember like. I remember when I first started on TikTok and obviously everybody starts at zero. And I remember when I, when I started on TikTok, uh, one of my friends had like 1700 followers and I was like, that is insane. I'm like, he has 1700 people that follow him on TikTok. Like I remember I was trying to gain followers and I had like 50 and I'm like, Oh my gosh, like, how does this work? And I was just so impressed. It was, yeah. it was one of my dates. I remember I went on one of my dates and they had 90,000 followers. And I was like, oh, I'm going on a date with like a celebrity. <laughs> so it's like weird from the certain like, I don't know, the narrative you have, I guess. Well, you see a lot too of like, oh, this lady teaches second grade in Arkansas. And she like, I thought you only followed corgis. Uh, well, I the for you page is pretty addicting. But it's like, oh, this lady's just talking about her second grade class. And I click on them. And she's like, 1.2 million followers? How's that possible? Yeah, it's it's nuts. Like, they're, like, TikTok influencers and, like, TikTok famous people are straight up just, like, in the weeds. Like, you could pass someone on the street that has, like, 5 million followers and then turn the corner and there's another person that has a million followers. Like, it's just, it's just crazy. There's so many, like, influencers and content creators and people that, and I think it, the reason people are so drawn to TikTok is because it's the easiest way to like get famous and like get yourself known. And you just do it at the palm of your hands. Yeah. We completely understand the large following. Uh, I checked yesterday. I think we had 163 likes total so far. So things are really looking up for the TikTok. Uh, once we figure it. it out and <laughs> don't have to spend nine hours editing a 60 second clip, I think we're going to be onto something, but until we, 
you know, chip away at that learning curve a little bit. The talk, as I like to call it. Um, you know, it might have to take a back seat for a minute. <laughs> yeah. And my personality of giving up almost immediately does not bode well with TikTok. <laughs> it is it is very tedious. But hey, if you guys I was in the exact same boat you boys were. I was like I was putting out content, and when I look back on it, I'm like, oh, my gosh. It makes my skin crawl. I'm like, this is just brutal content. Like, what was I doing? I had no idea what I was doing. I was getting, like, three likes on stuff or, like, 100 views, and I didn't know. But the more you do it, the more it just – you get the reps in, you know? Yeah, I mean, you have to learn all this stuff about TikTok, and that's just part of content creation, and especially with what you're doing going across the country – going on dates with all these lovely ladies. Uh, with that comes sponsors. And we, we've dealt with sponsors a little bit, and you have. So how is the sponsored life treating you? Uh, I love sponsors. are awesome, man. Like, <laughs> and it's, it's, very cool to, uh, it's very cool to connect with different sponsors just because of what, they're, like, what they want promoted, I guess you could say. And if they have like, certain products that they'll give me or if they'll give me apparel – and things like that, like, I think that's really fun to promote or, like, help out, like, a small business, like a little ma and pa shop or small business in, like, Wisconsin that wants to be promoted or something like that. Like, I think that's really cool to do. And then I have, like, the bigger sponsors, which, you know, entail more on, like, the content creating and certain analytics and stuff like that. But, no, sponsors are awesome, and they obviously they play a huge part in my trip financially. Um, but it's really cool just to connect with all kinds of people, whether it's, like a restaurant, whether it's a beer distributor, whether it's a dating app, whether it's a nutrition place, uh, something like a, an energy drink place, like whatever it is, it's just cool to to have all those different kinds of companies and businesses. Yeah, absolutely. It's much more than just getting financial compensation and just saying that you like their brand or you'll wear their brand. I mean, you yeah. can you connect it with it much deeper and hopefully people understand that more, but I thought it was pretty cool seeing that all you got all those sponsors. So good for you, and that's awesome that you're working with all those different companies. Hey, thanks, thanks, man. It's it's actually kind of funny. I had a I had someone reach out to me the other day, and they uh they because through the website, you know, people can reach out if they want to be a sponsor in a certain state or just in general. And I had someone reach out to me, and they uh, they had a vape shop. They and they wanted to promote like me. They wanted me to promote vape, and I don't vape or what or anything. And I also didn't think it would probably be the most attractive thing to my followers. If you know, I just am always like promoting a vape or whatever it is, <laughs> or like this vape shop, especially when I don't do it. Um, but I so I didn't I didn't respond. Then I remember I get an email like a week later, and it was the same person. And they go, they go. Hey, you know, I reached out and you could tell they were kind of mad in the email and they were like, Hey, I reached out. No one got back to me. I wanted to see if someone, if I could sponsor this, I was willing to cut a $10,000 check and, <laughs> and uh, give away 50 boxes of vapes for all of Matt's dates. And I was like, $10,000. I was like, maybe I do vape now, <laughs> but, but I was like, but I like messaged him back and I just said like, Hey, you know, I don't think it would fit with the brand, all that good jazz. Just Mo money talks. Yeah, habitually start smoking cigarettes to get a sponsor. <laughs> 50 yeah. dates, 50 states brought to you by Marlboro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. We'll just mix everything bad. We'll just, we'll politics, religion, drugs, alcohol, gambling, we'll do it all. Oh, was there a certain state, and you can name states if you want. I won't tell anyone, but... uh that you were just glad to get out of or like something bad happened that you're just like, I get me out of here. Honestly, I feel like the Northeast, like the East coast, like a lot of those States just in general, because there's like New York city, for example, and this, like all these have nothing to do with my dates, but just the places like New York city, not a fan of that place. Like that place is just way too, a lot different than Bismarck, North Dakota. Like it's, it's, it's just so overwhelming. I don't know if you guys have been there, but it's just, there's so much going on. And so New York city, I remember was a place I was like, Oh, okay. I'm like, I'm glad to experience it. See the cool things, you know, times square, central park, empire state building, all that good jazz. But then once, you know, I saw enough, I was like, all right, like it's so expensive. There's so much happening. And then same with like, in Maryland, I remember Maryland was another state that I, I want to get out of because yeah, I had such a pain trying to find a date 
where I was just over being in that state looking for a date. I was like, oh my gosh, just let me find a date and get out of here. <laughs> so those were like two that kind of stand out to me like that. So I know you said the Northeast, but we recently had a guest who was very familiar and fond of Portland, Maine. And I understand you were there in the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, so like, how was your time in our favorite Portland uh, in Maine and not Oregon? That's, that's fair. Uh, yeah. Portland, Portland, Maine was actually a really cool town. Um, it was pretty scenic and everything. And Maine's actually a lot like quieter, like a more quiet state than I thought it would be. Um, I didn't really know what to expect from, from that, but like it had all my followers and everybody was telling me I had to try lobster and that was bomb. The lobster rolls. Oh, so good. So fresh, but I mean, so lobster's so expensive. I'm pretty sure for like a four inch lobster roll, it was like $30. I was I was so mad, but it was so, so good. So so you're I trying to tell now. me that lobster in Maine was better than lobster in Bismarck, North Dakota? I I'd hate to break Bismarck's heart, but uh, yes, those semi trucks can't get here fast enough. <laughs> As someone that frequents the Red Lobster, I'm gonna disagree with that. But uh... <laughs> it's fair. So that's it's very that's fair. I could agree. I don't know. We've been boycotting a lot of restaurants yeah, lately. I've had, if I have one bad experience at a restaurant, I'm never going back. And there's been a lot lately. What's what's one you guys have boycotted? Applebee's. <laughs> I fucking hate Applebee's. Why? Why? I had the worst food. I can't even begin to explain how shitty the food was. And I'm never going back. That's hilarious. They cooked like <laughs> they cooked noodles for what should have been probably eight to ten minutes for probably eight to ten hours, and they were the size of like footballs and were really soggy. I'm not gonna say what restaurant I boycotted, but if you look through their Google reviews, you will see <laughs> one left by our podcast because I accidentally <laughs> left it from the <laughs> podcast Google account and not my own, and then after the several paragraphs i didn't want to rewrite it so i sent it from the podcast sorry hey. kobe's <laughs> oh, <Kobe. laughs> I, just, I just wanted a king crab crunch roll i should have went to portland maine maybe i would have gotten one yeah, it was it was a, it was a disaster but it was well worth the content <laughs> that's cool that's hilarious what's your uh, what's your guys favorite place to eat in bismarck favorite place this is there's probably a right answer to this uh, arby's <laughs> what i'm just kidding uh i'd probably say the bistro i mean okay. uh, i don't know i love like the walrus i mm. never had a bad time at the walrus cuckoo kachoo the walrus oh okay that's well that's, what, what would what would yours be because you, i feel like there's an answer you're fishing for no, I actually, I don't have a certain answer I was fishing for. I feel like in North Dakota, I really liked, uh, I, I did like, uh, is it, yeah, Oahu. I did like, I did like Oahu, their, their sushi there, which was pretty good. Mm. And um, I do like the Blarney Stone, the Blarney Stone. Okay. And I know this Forgot is a chain, but Ground Round, I love Ground Round. Oh, yeah. Ground Round, a better version of Applebee's. Okay, exactly. yeah. T-Night, can't go wrong. Yeah. Oh, yeah, except till you get the gut bomb with their teas, but oh, yeah. I forgot yeah. all about Blarney, but hey, I tell you what, I Kobe's was my favorite. It was, and then it broke my heart, but sure. I want to know what your thoughts are on a possible 51st state or 52nd and beyond state, and what is your take on territories? What Territories? What do you mean? Are you going to Puerto Rico? Washington oh, D.C., oh, Guam, oh, American oh, Samoa. No, no, you know, it's Seattle. Just, it's too, it, <laughs> it gets it gets too complex when I'm trying to add in all these other things. Now, a 51st state could be interesting if it came to like, oh, I picked a favorite, and it was like, boom, went on like a follow up date or something like that. That could be interesting. But I don't think I'd get into the wormhole of, like, all the little territories. Yeah, I mean, you definitely could, like, accidentally get kidnapped if you go to one of those in the wrong place. But if you ever do a Canadian version, let us know. We do some pretty mean Canadian impressions. Let's hear it. 
Oh, yeah, you betcha. I parked that car in the garage because I got a project for it. It's good. House quality. Get a couple of Molson's at the old hockey game. Get I've a little been, tuned up. I've been doing it a lot that I'll accidentally just slip it into my, like, everyday conversation. And it, or it'll just come up. It'll, like, come out. <laughs> like, oh, let's go down there, hey. <laughs> nice. Do you yeah. ever... Some of my followers have have mentioned me doing a Canadian version, and I'm like, I'm like, I don't know, like I I, I don't think that just fits. I'd have to just do a, I'd have to change it up and you know call it something else. But I can totally see myself doing something internationally once I like build up the 50 Days City States brand. So instead of like season one, what it is now, maybe in like season six or seven, I go international. Thirteen. Stories in 13 territories. There you go. Oh. And I mean, you definitely have to go on a date with like an Eskimo and an igloo. That's worth it, though. Hands down. That's just quality content. It doesn't have to be attractive. It's just content. The truck can handle that. Join a street gang in the streets of Montreal. You guys sound pretty familiar for Canadian stuff. I've watched a show. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Watched Heavy Rescue. I don't want to get into it right now. <laughs> I mean, we, we, we strictly watch Canadian TV shows here, but uh, what is next for 50 Dates, 50 States, and for Matt Warnick? Yeah, so I think that uh, now that I've laid the foundation of 50 Dates, 50 States and got a season under my belt uh, almost wrapped up and everything with traveling and going on dates in every state, I think uh, just try to build on top of that where I basically would uh, go into season two. And so once I get back, I think of it as like the off season and I just prep and plan and prepare for next season where Mm -hmm. I would get, I would do a recruitment process for a new bachelor and then new dates. So that's a huge thing. And then do a whole new wave of sponsors, obviously to help with funding for a new thing. I have to look at a new vehicle, new wrap type stuff like that. Um, uh, I would look at just all these different things to reamp it and then, you know, announce like the 58 city state season two, like tour type thing. And then like the, the schedule of the towns we'd be in states, dates, stuff like that. And, and reamp it that way. And I think just continuing to grow that season after season, not with me being the bachelor. Cause obviously they get stale after people would be like, is this guy ever going to settle down? What the hell's going on? <laughs> but uh, yeah, so it's, so I think just building that up, changing it up, be like, oh, a new bachelor, a girl to do it, double dates internationally. I think there's just so much room for growth with it. So that's a possibility. Also, there is, you know, talks of it possibly becoming some sort of reality TV show um, with some producers I talk with. So if connections can happen there and meetings can get set and, you know, a lot of, th- a lot of hoops are jumped through that, you know, are a slam dunk, then then that could also be a possibility. If you were to compare a future 50 dates, 50 dates dating show, what show would you compare it to? And why is it flavor of love? Thank you for asking that question, Matt. Cause that was my question. And what flavor <laughs> of love? I don't even know what that is. Oh, with Fla- it was on VH one. Wow. It was very terrible. It was with flavor Flav. There was like six seasons because he would always get a greasy divorce. Yep, and what was that one chick's name? She like kept coming back every season. He ended up marrying her, I think. I don't know. You got to watch it. Let's pause this interview right now. You need to go watch it. <laughs> we'll catch you in four months after you don't sleep and watch all Flavor of Love. Love it, love it. I've, I've never heard of that. Uh-uh. I feel old. Yeah. What about the Brett Michaels one, Rock of Love? There you go. Never heard of that either. Tila Tequila, Shot at Love. Mm-hmm. No, are these are these shows like these? Yes, are like these are that, uh, that Room last Raiders. one. That last one. <laughs> I, um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I next, I, huh? Next, that I was gonna ask you guys about that one. That one's the one where like they got off the bus. Right? Yeah, yeah. That 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 one's okay. That's that's a good one. Yeah, that's, go go look up some of these dating shows. It'll give you some fresh ideas of what not to do, mm-hmm. and then you can really really warm up into it. Get get some feel of what you're doing. Don't know why I'm talking so much with my hands right now, but it's all right. It'll be a good spot to go. All right, that's fair. I like it. I do need to watch next. I've heard that's pretty funny. It's it's not as good as Flavor of Love. All right. 
I just have one more question. Um, so throughout all of these dates, um, you know, did you ever surprise like anybody with like how somebody from the upper Midwest uh, acts or like facts about the upper Midwest? Like I feel like a lot of people from say the coast or the South, uh, they don't really like understand North Dakota, South Dakota, Montana, Minnesota, for example. Like, did you surprise a lot of people or educate a lot of people? Uh, I mean, I think there's like little things that I would like, if I was telling a story uh, and I like, I would say something so natural and they would be like, wait, what? And they like, wouldn't understand a lot of that's like vocabulary, I think, and, and lingo and like language. Like even I heard you guys just say greasy, which is hilarious. <laughs> like I say that all the time, like saying greasy or like, um, or I, I like say BS like, Oh, Oh, me and him, me and him, we were just BSing and we were just bullshitting at the bar, having a drink. People like sometimes think that means just like lying automatically. Like they don't think it just means having a conversation. But I think with other things, I remember when I was in California, I was, um, I was telling a story or something to my date about like, I don't know, traveling or something. And basically I was telling her about how like we have, you got to watch out for deer when you're driving. And she thought that was the most bizarre thing. She's like, wait, what? And I'm like, yeah, like there's like deer crossing signs and like there's areas where it's like, okay, make sure you watch out for deer. It's like, there's a lot in that area. And she's like, that's a thing. I'm like, yeah, what do you mean? Yeah. And <laughs> so they just like couldn't wrap their head around that. Like her and some of her friends are like, that's bizarre. Yeah, it's they have homeless crossing signs in California. <laughs> just like every other day, a homeless guy just gets a race by a city bus. Yeah. In North Dakota, we use tents for camping. Not for actually living on the side of the road. So Not for entire city blocks. There's a huge societal <laughs> block. I understand. I get it. We've all been there. Maybe we haven't. I don't know. Oh, it's it's cold. It's cold. Another thing is like the drinks. When I talk to him about how the prices of drinks, like they're like, oh my gosh, you'll spend four dollars for two bush lights. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> like at a bar or like a promotion or something like that. They're like. That's insane. You know, like a lot of towns, it's really expensive. Like not those college areas or like certain states and, th and stuff in general. Yeah, we, we drink Bushlight on majority of our interviews. And I think we've done interviews in about 20 states, maybe a little more or less, give or take. But uh, yeah, the people are like, I remember when I was in college or like, oh, you're homeless or just like something that's just against <laughs> Bushlight. There's very few yeah. people that understand. Honestly, that's that's a great point. It's very true. I mean, the Happy Harrys in Fargo and in Grand Forks, North Dakota, have the cheapest 30 rack of Bushlight ever and some of the best sales in America. So oh, makes sense. It's so phenomenal. The penny sales, ooh, <laughs> phenomenal. As a former employee of HH, I'm not going to get into it right now <laughs> for a different episode. <laughs> that's funny alright well thanks Matt we really appreciate you coming on and best of luck on your final six dates hey thank you no I appreciate you guys having me on getting phone calls might yeah. be. good timing I guess sorry about that but yeah thank you guys so much for having me on I appreciate it it was good talking to you guys awesome to have a uh, a little bit of that North Dakota roots and heritage on the on the podcast and something to be familiar with. Hell, every guy's got his dream, am I right? Between you, me, and the wall, I had a doozy myself last night. <laughs> Get this. A corn-fed harvest mouse, a hooker, a nun, a Flemish peasant woman, whips chains, whistles yo-yos, a circus midget, my grandmother riding by on a bicycle, give me the finger, and a duck. Now, I don't know... <laughs> Are you crying? I'm going to hop right into Cleary's comments here after we're canceled for using the M word in a sound clip. But I did talk about dumb sayings last week. And one of them was hindsight's 2020. I ran into a couple this week and boy, did it get my bud boiling. People who rescue animals and say, who rescued who? Clearly, you rescued the animal. <laughs> this animal would be euthanized and or could not feed itself. <laughs> who rescued who? Like, I, oh, an emotional sport dog. Yeah, I get it. I get it. This dog couldn't stand on its <laughs> yeah. own. You had to buy your, yeah, you had to buy the dog a wheelchair so it could live. 
who rescued who? Nope, you definitely rescued the animal. Don't say that. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And this is coming from a guy that talks to his cat quite a bit. Also, yeah. I heard teachers saying, like, teachers say, oh, I think the kids taught me more than I taught them. Nope, not true. A seven-year-old <laughs> kid doesn't know how to fucking read, and you're out there, yeah, the seven-year-old taught me more than I could teach you. No, this kid doesn't know what two plus two is. One time in kindergarten, I couldn't spell the word soap and started crying. <laughs> what did you teach your kindergarten teacher? To not have kids, I think. And I still so. go to dinner group with my kindergarten teacher once every other month. So, that's, everything that's really comes odd. full circle. That's very odd. I don't know uh, what to say there. Yeah, the kid who had a hard time grasping every multiple of three. It's pretty easy. It's pretty easy. It's not that hard. Couldn't grasp the multiples of three. What has he taught you? Uh, patience, maybe? That taught you to not bring a gun to work? <laughs> <laughs> it's called As a school teacher. shooting. Yeah, teacher. <laughs> well, and also it's like maybe your first year teaching, you learned some patience and stuff. But after that, you're just plugging and playing your syllabus or whatever the hell they call it. Yeah, I mean. Strictly PowerPoint. Ha hats off to teachers. I couldn't do it. I coach kids for like two months and I am just done after those two months i still think that the teachers should go with my approach uh go on only fans and teach on only fans then you get the wage you deserve i mean private and nobody says you have to get naked i never said you have to get naked i just private said go on only fans. private schools are just real life only fans you have to pay to get in yeah and you do everything over video zoom all that stuff anyway what's the difference you might as well show a little nipple and learn the alphabet I love the classic Uber driver guy that you get, you know, the Saturday or Sunday morning very early, mainly because you can't sleep anymore. This dude, I'm just wearing my 90s track jacket. I have a space alien's face tattoo. And he goes, did you have, did you party last night? No, dude, I just got so high off of a 5K that I started giving myself temporary tattoos. Like, no shit, I went partying last night. Can't you smell me? <laughs> Not to mention, I swear, with every, like, rideshare service, their GPS takes automatically takes the longest route to get from A to B, and you have to sit there and listen to Evangelico Radio 790 AM, at 8.10 a.m. in the morning. Not a good situation. Um, you know, maybe you got to think about your decision-making sometimes. Why am I getting picked up at a house somewhere? I don't know where I am. Well, because the night before, I had a sip of hard kombucha at this party thinking it was a beer, and it wasn't great. Uh, I didn't have a whole lot of fun after that. <laughs> I mean, I didn't get sick or anything, but... I was, I, you know, had about 800 drinks that <laughs> night. And More or less, give or take. Give or take. And that one just really, really sent me over the top. Uh, I should have actually just mixed in a water instead because I also experienced a terrible lift as well as leg cramps. You ever get leg cramps, like when you're hungover and dehydrated? Yeah, or like you felt like or you ran the night. the night before, and you're just like, how oh, my knees hurt. Yeah. I had the worst, like, leg cramps in both my calves at the same time, where I just, like, jolted out of my laying position into me stretching my legs the best I could. But it was such a major cramp, I just knew I just had to, like, gut it out and just get through it. And then... Uh, it resulted in me being on the 48-hour IL, the injured list. You know, you got to take some time to recover. got to ice the knees, the shoulders, everywhere, every joint. You got to ice. And it's all due to you consuming alcohol and hard kombucha. Yeah, I, I don't get that, too, with a lot of the lift drivers. So I had one that said he was hearing impaired. Uh, turns out he was just from Senegal and didn't speak any English. <laughs> and me being drunk, still tried to have a conversation with him. I didn't see it until the next morning that it was like, oh, this guy definitely didn't speak any English. I tried to talk to him the entire way home. Yeah, I I actually conquered the opposite where I tried my best to just not say anything to the driver. It's not that difficult. 
unless you're pretty sauced up and running for mayor, so to speak. But all I asked him was the classic question, uh, have you been busy? You know, how's, how's the day going? Uh, and then he said he was, like, out the night before driving. And so all I did was also asked him uh, if there was a lot of sobriety DUI checks out and a lot of cops, and he said yes. And then that was the end of our conversation. Yeah, it's uh, one of those classic, like, don't say it, don't say it right when you get in an Uber. And then, How about this weather, huh? I'm just like, God How damn. long you been driving for Uber? It's like, yeah, just don't even ask. It's a terrible it's almost as bad as this next idea I've had. Oh, gosh. Let's just get it over with. Let's uh, tear the Band-Aid off. <laughs> Male engagement rings that go on the pinky. Uh, the pinky toe, perhaps. I, I think that we could dive into this new market where if someone's <laughs> wearing a pinky, pinky ring, it means they're engaged. Did you just say, let's dive into a new market, and the market is the pinky ring market? Male engagement <laughs> rings. Male engagement pinky ring market? I just, I don't know. Um, is that lucrative? No, I know it's one of my worst ideas ever. I, I wrote it down, and instantly I was like, yeah. But I'm, I think I'm, I might be onto something, but probably not. I, I just think... The only type of ring that should happen is just a gigantic diamond on the woman's ring finger, and that's it. That's all you really need. Um, you know, maybe an ass tat. That would be nice. How about an ass tat? Or those people who tattoo their ring on their finger. Yeah, but with really divorce cool rates people. like well above 50% now, it's... Uh it's tough coming back from, and to get that removed. Uh, imagine investing in divorce back in the day. You would have such good returns right now. If you shorted on the stock market, divorce, Yeah, that was possible. Yeah, I mean, back in the day, it just wasn't, wasn't as prominent. And then the devil and marijuana came into play in the 60s, and then it all went south after that. Are you blaming divorce on marijuana? No, and I'm blaming it on the devil and marijuana. Big difference. Big difference. <laughs> I'm just saying, if you could have invested in divorce, can you can you Google something for me right now? What were the divorce rates in 1970? I'm just saying, if you could buy at a certain price in 1970 and then sell now, well, I mean, we're looking pretty good. 3.5 per 1,000. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> I don't know. That's what Google said. And then five. Give me a percentage. I want a straight up percentage. So that would be like 0.35% divorce rate. That's That can't be right. Yeah. I, I don't know. Well, I'm just going to, what was the highest divorce race rate? Divorce race? <laughs> yeah, it's like, it says like 10%, but I don't get that. It's over 50%. I'm, I'm dying on that cross. Apparently if you're from Arkansas, it's well over a hundred percent. So. All right, mental note, do not go to Arkansas. Or do, and it's a sure thing either way. What else do we got here for some Cleary's comments, Matt? I mean, what do you, you, you got to have something for me. Uh, well, I, I had this idea of like at birth, instead of like getting a name, that they had some sort of giant wheel that you'd spin for a name. I like that. And there'd be like 5,000 names. A on huge wheel. Yeah, and you're just like, tick, 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 tick. And you're like, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. Clarence, fuck! <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. And then what are the chances, like, you have uh, two kids with the same name? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, it's two like, Clarence. Uh, George Foreman had five kids and named them all George. Yeah, I hate that. Uh, Kimbo Slice. His real name was uh, Kevin Ferguson. He had Kevin Jr., Kevin II, Kevlar, and his daughter was Kevina. Kevlar. That's really good in original. That's very symbolic because Kimbo Slice is a fucking tank. But R.I.P. R.I.P. to the Street Fighter. Speaking of which, actually, I wonder what the guy is up to who got knocked out cold in one punch by the Padres fan at the Rockies game. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, tweeted, I tweeted that out, and I think I labeled it as someone saying the the 
Rockies fan was like, I'm glad the Chargers left San Diego. And then the guy came up to him and just soccer punched him. I would be so sad if you were a huge Chargers fan and they just left you. And then all you had is the Padres. So then you get mad at Rockies fans and then try oh, out. So for what do MMA. you do for a living? Well, I got a pretty good right hand. So I just buy tickets and go around the country and sucker punch people. It's pretty lucrative, actually. I mean, maybe the UFC or something like that would pick him up, especially if you're just walking up and dropping people like that. But I bet the Rockies fan dude who got knocked out cold, knocked the fuck out, um, I th- you think he's still feeling it? It's been, oh, yeah. It's been like two, three weeks already. I mean, the emotional trauma of going viral, of just getting one-punched and going boneless has to be, that has to be miserable. Granted, this guy probably filed a huge lawsuit. <laughs> I I would like I would imagine especially that uh, the funny part is that guy punched him and then he didn't know what to do cuz he's like holy f- I think he was <laughs> in his head was just like holy fuck I was not anticipating him dropping on the first punch like he was ready to grapple ready to go to the ground and use that 2 weeks of wrestling sophomore year in high school to his advantage uh, I also had this idea, so with the rise in cryptocurrency and cigarettes being widely used as a currency in prisons, which turns out isn't really true, they have money in prison, but... Yeah, it's just um, normal money. What would you see something being used as a currency in the future? Well, um... Well, at current lumber rates, I'm thinking that people are just going to start paying for stuff with a pile of wood. Yeah, I mean, I think the... The small markets uh, where it's just cash, cash in exchange, uh, rummaging, if you will. Some of that, maybe some online sales locally. You could sell just about anything these days. Um, I used to use beer as currency, as I'm sure most people did. I think what we should start doing and... This might just be a normal business idea. I was going to say, let's use barbecue food as currency, but that just sounds like a food truck. <laughs> yeah, we could drive around and sell people barbecue. For for money. <laughs> Jordan, that is, a, that is a food truck. I'm pretty sure I just pitched you a food truck. <laughs> it's a plot of Napoleon Dynamite. Uh, what, do you, what do you think would be used as currency? Let me jog the old brain here. I, oh, I just want, I want to go to all coins. I don't want all coins. I don't want any paper money. I just want all coins. You could have like a similar to like a crown royal bag that you just carry around with you. Yes. I want a Robin Hood sack. Not like the actual Robin Hood, not like, we're like getting I, very complicated. Like I want <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean. You just have there a bag go. of coins and you go, yep. oh, here you go. Here you go. <laughs> Did you just go Canadian trying to be Johnny Depp? <laughs> is, is he Canadian? Uh, is Johnny Canadian? I think he's British. Johnny Canadian. <laughs> Johnny Depp. That's actually a good nickname, Johnny Canada. One of, uh, I'll, I'll leave his name out of it. We'll just call him Brad. Could uh, you just spit it out already? <laughs> he was talking about death penalties and how South Carolina brought it back and... I mentioned like, yeah, what if you were in Arizona and you just, you get thrown into the Grand Canyon. He goes, uh, I think my great uncle actually died that way. And I was like, what? I was like, what? And he sends me a news article. God damn it. <laughs> and he doesn't have a normal last name. It's basically Ostrich. And Michael, his last name, fell into the Grand Canyon and died. And this was just like a random text conversation. I'm like, what are the odds that this happened? I bring up falling into the Grand Canyon or getting just catapulted into the Grand Canyon as the death penalty. And this dude had turns out a family member that just tea kettled himself 400 feet into a canyon <laughs> and died. What do they even use to get the body up? Just a huge like claw machine. A huge claw machine. Yeah, they just let people pump in quarters, see if they can get them. <laughs> I mean, it's a real money maker <laughs> when people just Re- a real life claw machine to get out dead bodies at the bottom of a cavern. It's a real money maker when people just in the arms of an angel themselves into the Grand Canyon. <laughs> but I digress. I realized we did Olympics a few weeks ago. Fast food joints. 
Uh, I may have picked Big Go Big Boy for my Olympics. It might have been so high because it was the first meal I had in 26 hours one time. Went to a little place called jail. <laughs> Didn't eat. <laughs> first thing I had out, out of jail was Big Boy. One of the best meals I have ever had. Oh, I... It's big boy is good when you just have it for a normal meal. Oh yeah, <laughs> Pepperidge Farm. So Chevrolet, Chevy, if you will, they had this Facebook thing where it was share this post and you have a chance of winning this brand new Tahoe SUV worth fifty thousand dollars. And a girl named Brittany Jackson, which is like one of the most generic names I've heard, won. And didn't claim her prize in 48 hours, so they just reset it. I cannot imagine. Entering, oh, I never really entered these. One time I want a cookie sweatshirt, different story. But I think this would be one of the hardest things to come back from. Granted, the taxes on this $50,000 would be about enough to bankrupt you. But you would have a brand new car that you could turn around and sell, make some quick money. A brand also- new car. <laughs> Hey, Brittany Jackson, come on down. You just want a brand new car. And a shitload of taxes. Let's do it. She probably looked at it and she was like, oh, shit, I can't afford that. <laughs> Deletes her Facebook account. Yeah, tough break for Brittany Jackson. Tough break, B-Jack. What kind of name is that? That's an absolutely terrible name. The June Olympics have arrived. We're here at another slate of the Olympics, the game that originally came from No Brains, No Headache podcast. It has never, ever been done before. We came up with it. Our own idea has never happened at all, and we came up with it. Now we got the June Olympics. We've got a full slate ahead of us, but we're going to switch up the rules just like any good successful league in America. Matt, take it away. Here's what we're doing. So we're going to break it up a little bit where we are going to start out at the gold medal and we are going to do it draft style, not snake draft. Not actual draft style, but the sense that we can't have the same pick. Because Matt and I, it turns out, after knowing each other for two plus decades... You know, better part of a quarter century if you catch my drift. Yeah, I was there the first time he got his first OTP HJ, and it was a real bonding moment for a friendship. One time he split his lip open. That's a story for a different podcast. I'm not going to go down that wormhole right now, but we kept on having the same podium picks, and we're like, what the fuck's our problem? We know each other too well, so we're switching it up. We're going in descending order. So we actually don't know who's going to go first. We forgot to do the tiebreaker of who's going to go first. Matt is going to flip a coaster here live on air. Uh, What does the top of that coaster say, Matt? Free ad. Mule sauce. Hot sauce that kicks ass. They actually got a pretty good sauce. We're going to count that as heads. The other side of the coaster is blank. We're going to count that as tails. Matt drew a penis on the backside to signify... Tails, oddly enough, the penis is located on the front of the human body, but... Call it in the air, Jordan. All right, heads or tails? I'm going to go with heads. And the call. Tails. Son of a bitch. Matt will be going first in the Olympics of robots this week. As the Olympics work, I'll explain it really quick. We pick a topic, such as robots, and then we choose our favorites, and we work in descending order. Matt will choose his gold. I will follow, and we cannot have the same picks. Matt, why don't you go ahead, get started with this new era of limp, of Olympics on No Brains, No Headache podcast. I think this is the easiest gold medal of all time. You're Michael Phelps of robots. Well, I thought that was your robot, and I was like, Optimus Whoa. Prime. Son of a bitch. I'm going to have to like keep track of what yours are somehow. We got Optimus Prime uh, off the board for gold. What? Why is? Why did? Why the pick? It's it's. You think a robot? I go immediately go to Optimus Prime. Uh, his voice. If I could do it, I I look up on YouTube. See, 
I am optimist. Uh, it just sounds like Cookie Monster had a stroke. But uh, like I think it's just uh, it's Optimus Prime, badass leader of the Autobots. Fuck me up, gold medal, easiest pick of all time. But you don't think the Transformers film franchise dragging on for all those years? I didn't even watch like the last two. I swear. That doesn't affect the Optimus Prime pick, or is he just so uh, good? I, I don't. I haven't watched anything past Dark of the Moon. Was Megan Fox and Shia in that one? Dark of the Moon is the one with the Victoria's Secret model instead of Megan Fox. Hey, fair enough. Uh, I like the pick. I don't love it, though. I'll tell you that much. Very open for interpretation, the Olympics. It's all about personal preference. It's all about how Matt or I or you at home interpret these Olympics. What goes through the old brain, the old noggin. So my gold pick in the Olympics of robots, it's got to be the robot dance move. I think of the robot. I think of the dance move, you know, terrible robot, much better. I am a robot. Fuck me. I'm robot vagina. (laughs) You like look at you know you got the arm dangling there. Became big in the '60s. It's still good today. Every it's like the classic bad dad dad bad dad dance move where he's just like trying to do it and he can't. He like pulls his back. I respect the pick, but I I think it's that's like Oscar Oscar Pistorius winning the gold medal. He's a double amputee. He made it there, but. you know what, Matt? I'm getting used to this descending order bullshit that was necessary, and I just don't take change very well, but athletes adjust, so I'm trying my best. Well, I, I'm going to go out and take my silver medal, which is a clear gold medal pick if I didn't already have Optimus Prime, is oh, the God. T-800 from Terminator. Yeah, that, yeah. The Arnold Schwarzenegger goes back in time, from T2, Jordan, just go ahead. Take get to the chopper now. <laughs> Matt Cleary, get to the chopper. My name is Arnold Schwarzenegger. I will run California after I do the Terminator. I mean, I, I could pick a myriad of different things for my next two pick and walk away with this one. You know what? I respect that pick. It came on my radar. Since we're doing this, I actually have to write that down. Terminator. And uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, great. The Terminator is a fantastic film franchise. Um, you got to respect it. You really do. They did a lot of great things. All around, really good pick. You talk robots, you go Terminator. My silver pick in the Olympics of robots, and I'm glad this one fell to me, so to speak, in the new draft-style descending order can't have the same ones. Matt took the old Terminator. I'm going to go with Silver BattleBots. Ooh. Great pick. Like those little robot wheel thingies that they like attached hacksaws to and just all sorts of weaponry. And they battled basically to the death of robot death. Oh. So my silver pick has got to be BattleBots. That's the pick of the draft. Yeah, you don't have to like know robots or be a nard to enjoy BattleBots on a Saturday afternoon hungover on oh, a rainy day. When okay. Me and Denver correspondent Andy, there was like two or three weeks in a row where I was up at my mom's house yep. watching on Discovery Channel. I think it was Thursday nights. Okay. This is right after the NFL season ended. Yep. Thursday nights, we would watch BattleBots, and I was like three minutes ahead on the stream because he was like streaming it well, on mom has cable, like no big deal or anything. But yeah, I'd be like, holy fuck, did you see that? And then like it'd be like five minutes, he'd be like, holy shit, yeah, BattleBots, I love the pick. Did it come on your radar? No, that this, is... That's, this is- in the new style of Olympics, in this descending draft order, I did strategy here. I was like, I gotta put BattleBots high on my list, and I want to steal them from Matt. Turns out, didn't even come on his radar, but BattleBots is still worthy of a silver medal. 
I am going to go with my bronze medal pick here, and I think this is a dynamite pick. I'm going to go with the Fembots from Austin Powers. Wow. Excellent pick all around. Tying into early April, correct? We did Olympics of Austin Powers characters. Now it's coming back in the Olympics of Robots. Excellent pick, man. I mean, that's that's when that's when you found out what a boner was when you saw the Fembots in Austin Powers. Fembots. Now, are we assuming their gender? It was 1999, so yes. Okay, I appreciate I mean, I, the I, straightforward answer. I mean, if you look at the analytics of our podcast, we have a 1% non-binary listener. and uh, We welcome them with open arms. And a 1% to... That prefers not to disclose so yeah shout out to you guys hey appreciate the listen i appreciate your quick the little austin powers salute with the fembots wow talk about schwing city fully torqued all right this is gonna be uh, this is gonna be a really hard one you know you get to this third pick down you got a few on the list got a few off the list i don't know what to go with here uh, i'm gonna go with the Burger Flipper. Nope, I'm going with the Bicentennial Man. Movie with Robin Williams where he plays a robot that lives, well, Bicentennial, it was that 200 years? And throughout his robot life, he develops just into a full-blown human who, uh, yeah, can do everything. And I mean everything. A I human have, can do. I have no fucking idea what you're talking about. Yeah, this may be a very unpopular pick, which made my podium drop drastically. I can't handle the pressure of the descending draft order. I'm really cracking right now. Bicentennial Man. I looked up the top 15 robot movies earlier. It did not come on the list. <laughs> yeah, so why, why would you fucking think that would be a good pick? Because if it actually came true, all this robot does he's ordered by the guy in jurassic park who slowly stands up from the jeep and pulls off his glasses you know exactly what i'm talking about jurassic park stands up from the jeep pulls off his glasses slowly as he sees a dinosaur okay matt we need a jesus christ it's jason Bourne. (laughs) anyway this guy in bicentennial man as i was saying buys this robot dude this robot is just like he can do anything he can read a book in two minutes about wood carving, which he does, and then becomes a master carpenter, wood carver. You're Googling Bicentennial Man right now, aren't you? Robin Williams, RIP in peace. He played a robot for 200 years. What the fuck's a bicent? Is that 50 years? What is yeah, Bicentennial? I think it's 50 years, but... Did, so did, I did the did, math wrong. Did people think that he was a human? At the end of the movie, he develops a dong and everything. He looks like a robot. That's the beginning of the movie, Matt. And it's actually really weird. He falls in love with his like little girl who turns out to be like a grandma by the end of the movie, and it's just really weird. Bicentennial, a 200th year anniversary. I mean... With advances in modern sciences, I don't see how this podcast can't make it to the bicentennial. Do you want to be a bicentennial man yourself? I think you should. No, after looking at this movie, it looks like Tin Man got AIDS. Yeah, I'm really regretting that pick. <sighs> Let's can we move on? And it gets worse. We're going down to Lost and Ah. Uh, I uh, mean, I have my big board of nine picks. I might have to talk to the rules committee about this. <laughs> and Jordan has not even sniffed one of them. So I'm gonna go with my Lost in the Metal round, and I have a myriad of picks. I am gonna go with. Uh, that's the problem. There's too many picks. I cracked. I'm gonna go with Sonny from iRobot, the Will Smith movie. I did not murder him, and then turns out he did murder him. I'm pretty upset about that pick because in the old version of Olympics, when life was good, you could say I disqualified first. And guess what? I robot is on my disqualified. Everything about it sucks. I guess the only thing I could agree is like the only okay thing is Sonny. Poor robot. No, he's a devious bastard. I fucking hate Sonny. <laughs> I robot. I fucking love the movie. I robot sitting in my cousin. The Parker's. only Sonny that's good in American films is 
Big Daddy Adam Sandler. What about Sunshine from? Remember That's that? Sunshine, not Sunny. Sunny Mankowitz. What's that from? I don't know. I heard it once. I don't know if I agree with this pick at all. I hate iRobot. There's just plot holes left and right. Uh, Lake Michigan is just sand. What's that about? Well, climate change. They warned us about it. And that's where they store the old robots. And when it comes down to it, and I could see this very well happening in the near future, we are going to need Will Smith with, with a bionic arm and a robot that can think for himself. Yeah, but why at the end of the movie did all the old robots just kind of start coming out of the the woodwork, so to speak, when they could have done that the whole time? Uh, because they were locked in there and they didn't come out until we Will Smith went and woke them up. So they got woke. Okay. Well, after taking Bicentennial Man as a bronze, I am just terrified to see what your Lost in the Metal Round is. I'm terrified to see what my Lost in the Metal Round is as well. I don't know what to choose. I have all these choices. My Lost in the Metal Round, though, I'm sticking with the robot-themed movies. I'm just going to tell you that right now. My Lost in the Metal Round is the robot bartender in the film Passengers, starring Chris Pratt and Jennifer Lawrence. You know what I'm talking about? Let me guess. You haven't seen the movie Passengers. I know what you're talking about. But after seeing the reviews of Passengers, I didn't even bother watching it. Which is weird for me because usually I'm a terrible movie critic, so I probably think it's the best movie of all time. Yeah, Battleship is top three on your list, and that's all I have to say. The movie Passengers, Chris Pratt wakes up early from his little hibernation cube to fucking Pluto or wherever the fuck they're going. And he has nothing to do because he woke up like 30 years or 70 million years before he should have. But there's a bartender there that's just a robot, and he bonds with him. And the bartender's very uh, inquisitive and supportive, and he's awesome. And, you know, this pick really sucks because you don't know who it is in this stupid Olympics format. Whoever decided this? I think we both did so we could shake it up. Yeah, no. But you're, I'm gonna you're, go you're exactly right. I'm going to go. I just don't like it. Athletes adjust. I'm not adjusting. I th- I th- very, I, very well. I don't think your brain is, is here. I think it's more here. No, I did this list before our weird evening. Happened. I was giving you an out. You should have taken it because now it makes you look worse. You mean I should have taken the out earlier? That's thing. I don't know. What out was I given? I want it. I want the out. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to go through a couple of my honorable mentions. Yeah, let's do it, I guess. The Jaggers from Pacific Rim. This is up there with Battleship. Great movies. The Jaggers, Gypsy Danger. The most I know about Pacific Rim is the joke Pacific Rim job. Ooh, dynamite porno as well. Uh, the Wally from the movie Wally. I've uh, never seen it. Uh, it's, I heard it's. I, I don't think I've finished the movie. It's basically everyone is every American super fat and out on spaceships. And there's one tiny robot named Wally who is down on earth stacking the garbage. I have an honorable mention. The burger flipper. Have you seen that robot? That's basically just the end is just a spatula and it just flips burgers like at a fast food joint. The burger flipper Ending $15 minimum wage arguments one burger at a time. That's the joke I had. Ready? The burger flipper. Honorable mention. Uh, I also had a RoboCop, but he's not technically full robot, so I didn't want to get controversial and have to call my mom to see if it counts. Also, Roomba. I'm surprised Roomba, since you have your own Roomba, Joffrey. Yeah, he's been a real bitch, though. I like turn him on, he immediately gets stuck. Yeah, I see he hasn't been working lately. Uh, Surprise of Roomba was not your gold, to be perfectly honest with you. I thought that puppy was going home with some hardware. My last one was the one wheel electric skateboard, but it turns out that's just a cool invention, so I should have thought about that 
in the Olympics of inventions. Here's a deep cut for you. Number seven from Benchwarmers. Nice. There you go. I got a crazy one for you. Turkey on white. Whoa. I don't know. Uh, Robots. Interesting Olympics. Also, I gave you Optimus Prime. You could have picked literally any of the other Transformers out there. Yeah, but I'm not a gigantic douche. You picked Bicentennial Man. Fuck. All right, that's our show for this week. I hope you enjoyed it. Due to Memorial Day, we had to have a few workarounds. So, looking forward to next week, you will finally get the Mighty Ducks Game Changers, the Disney Plus series. Final recap, episode 10. It's over. We're pushing it another week. Uh, We're going to find out, do we love it? Do we hate it? Does Bombay get laid? I don't know. Tune in next week for that. And we'll also have the Olympics of drinking games. It's a hot summer ahead of us. We're going to have a lot of fun. The way to do that is to drink and play games. We combine the two, the Olympics of drinking games. Tune in next week. As always, follow us on social media at NBNH Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. There you'll always find a link to the show, plus a few extra pictures, videos, and all sorts of stuff like blogs that we have cooking up in the meantime. And it's June. It's a new month, new month of podcasting. Let's hit it hard, a lot of energy, a lot of focus. Let's think about this for a sec, Ted. Why would somebody put a guarantee on a box? Hmm, very interesting. Go on, I'm listening. Here's the way I see it, Ted. Guy puts a fancy guarantee in a box because he wants you to feel all warm and toasty inside. Yeah, makes a man feel good. Of course it does. Why shouldn't it? You figure you put that little box under your pillow at night, the guarantee fairy might come by and leave a quarter. Am I right, Ted? (laughs) What's your point? The point is, how do you know the fairy isn't a crazy glue sniffer? Building model airplanes, says the little fairy. Well, we're not buying it. He sneaks into your house once, that's all it takes. Next thing you know, there's money missing off the dresser and your daughter's knocked up. I've seen it a hundred times. But why do they put a guarantee on the box then? Because they know all they sold you was a guaranteed piece of shit. That's all it is, isn't it? Hey, if you want me to take a dump in a box and mark it guaranteed, I will. I got spare time. But for now, for your customer's sake, for your daughter's sake, you might want to think about buying a quality product from me. Okay, I'll buy from you. Oh, that's... What? What?